Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is Lesson 7 of the Sarah Animal Reiki for Reiki Practitioners class. And we're going to start tonight with a meditation. So make sure that you're sitting nice and straight, spine nice and straight. And we'll take a couple cleansing breaths, bringing the breath in through our nose, down into our hara, making that connection. And on the out breath, pushing that air and your energy out through every pore into the space around you. Breathing in, pull that cleansing breath down into your hara, and on the out breath, let go of all strains and stresses that you're holding on to. Really start to feel yourself relax and let go. I'd like you to imagine that you're at the top of a cliff. You can see for miles all around you. You're very, very high up. And I'd like you to see yourself as a tree. You have deep roots, strong roots that grow into the ground. You're tall, erect, huge, massive, expansive tree. You can feel the sun coming down into your leaves, giving you nourishment and growth, and you feel that strong earth supporting you. As you breathe in and out, you feel that strength of the earth, the expansiveness of the sky, and the healing energy of the sun. I want you to feel those energies mixing within you, right at your heart, bringing you in perfect balance. Feel stable and strong. That you're open. There's no attachment. Everything goes right through you. I'd like you to see your heart as a big, bright light. Maybe this light is purple or gold or white, but it is your own unique light. the light that you use to connect with everyone and everything in your world. I'd like us to set our intention that we're open to receive whatever it is that we need most at this moment in time. And that we're open to receive whatever it is that anyone else needs at this moment in time. We are completely open. As you breathe in, out, I want you to feel this light at your heart center growing bigger and brighter. Every breath in and out, feel yourself becoming more and more of this light, your own true inner light. As you let go of all attachments and clear all the rubbish you might be hanging on to, 
feel yourself becoming clearer, lighter, more open. See yourself as the sun shining. Your beautiful energy shines everywhere. Touches everything around you. The light you use to connect to everything, every person, every being, every object. Realizing that you are one with everything. And when we're grounded, then we can connect to others 
in that beautiful, balanced energy with no fear, no anger. We're true to our way and our being by being honest and humble. And we're compassionate not only to ourselves but to others. In that compassionate state, you can really connect to others. The other thing that Hon Chazé brings to us is that ability to let go of the I or the me. You know, when, when we're angry, it's usually because it's affecting me, how I see things or how I feel about things, or maybe somebody did something to me. The same about worry. It's all, how do I feel about this? And, da, 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 da. and, and we code it with our own perceptions. But in that beautiful space of the Hon Chazé Shonen, when we can let go, when we can be grounded and open and truly connect from our heart center, then we have this beautiful space where we can understand things better. We can let go of our anger. We can let go of our worry. We can know that for this in this moment, right here, right now, we can let go of everything, let go of all our attachments, and just be that beautiful, open, healing light that we all are. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that since we don't really get to talk about these symbols that much and you have to rely on what you're going to read. And luckily we have really good handouts and I encourage you all to go back through and read. And of course, if you have any questions even after this class about your practice, you know, you can always email me or Skype with me or whatever um, you'd like to do. So I want to uh, open it up now tonight. Um, and let's see, uh, Margaret, do you want to start tonight? Sure. Great. So I would just reflect that um, I did the Hanshanization in, and when I chanted that, I'd say that felt very calm, calm, mm-hmm. and very like free and released. So I I liked that one. It was a totally different energy than um, the Heiki. The Heiki. The Heiki, um, right? Really, I really felt that in my body, um, and. It got a lot going, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So this was a totally different feel. So I enjoyed doing that. And then the, so the first time in the meditation I did, um, I kind of I was sitting on the beach and I just sent it out to the ocean. So I didn't really have it to any particular um, life form in the ocean, but just mm-hmm. to any of them. And that was really nice and calming and very, like, non-attached and... So I didn't really get any kind of feedback other than I was just kind of in my space sending it. But that felt really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second time, I thought it was really um, an interesting experience. So then the second one I did, I um, we I belonged to a watershed association. And uh, somehow when I filled out a petition, I ended up on some petition email list. So now I get all these very sad petitions, which I try to ignore. But there one came with a picture of... Um, dogs in India and I guess they put them in bags and they tie them in bags and tie their, their muzzles so as they process them before they they kill them, before they sell their meat. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a terrible photo. Um, so sorry to have to share it. <laughs> so I decided, well, let me just take this because one of the dog's eyes like just were so um, you could almost connect with them and send it really probably back in time because these dogs probably have passed. And um, so I did that, but I had my dogs in the room. It was suggested to um, have another animal there. 
kind of. Mm-hmm. And so what I got was with the dog, I was surprised how, like, over what I really got in the meditation was that it was not fair, we don't have a fighting chance was the first thing I got. And then um, my throat felt really tight. So I thought, okay, let me stand and, like, really make sure I'm in my Qigong alignments and grounding. And I did, you know, that intention, like, this is not mine. Um, and I just was trying to send it out kind of like in that bubble, not like particularly sending the way you, you learn in Western, but just being that bubble. But then my palms really turned on. I'm like, well, okay. So that would kind of felt like it was just going, you know, like uh-huh. so I kept doing the bubble thought, but I, right, it was really intense. And then as I thought, oh, I got to keep my feet, stay grounded in this. Um, I got to say, I can't get my paws on the ground. I can't de-stress. And I, looking at the picture, that hadn't occurred to me that these dogs don't even, they're not, not only are their muscles shut, but they're bound, so they can't, if they're feeling stressed, they can't do anything about it. They can't shake, they can't do anything. So that felt awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I said, okay, well, I'm going to open this up and send Reiki, the Reiki bubble to everyone involved in this, because this is not good. And then, because I didn't really know this went on, but, um, and I got in that, that there was some man involved in all this who was extremely conflicted, and but he needed to do this for the money. So it was interesting. And I then I noticed in the picture, the dogs were tucked up kind of in the shade somewhere. So, so maybe this was the guy who tucked them into the shade or whatever. You know, they were kind of, they weren't lined up in the sun at least. Yeah. Um, I so, mean... Do we have to be really careful too because it's like we can get carried away by all of this and it's you have to be really aware of how you're feeling as you're going through this. Do you know what I mean? So they are sending yeah. you things, but we have to be careful not to attach to it and then like try to fill in the story ourselves mm-hmm. because we can get caught up in it. Like like going back to Rose's story. So I could sit there and I could go, "Oh my gosh, you know, Rose's you know, because we were all picking up that she was very confused. And, of course, she was confused. You know, she'd always been told she would never be given away, and she was given away. So there was a lot of confusion for her. But you can't really attach to it and feed into it because then your energy also becomes like that. Do you know what I mean? Like you start Mm -hmm. to feel a little stressed, and you start to feel like – and so then at that point, you're no longer – helping that situation, you're almost feeding that situation because your energy is now in that situation. Well, so we yeah. have to be really careful to just go, okay, and maybe take a second. That's upsetting to me, but I'm going to breathe. I'm going to bring my energy down. I'm going to, you know, do the chant, the mantra to keep myself in a very open, clear spot so that when you're offering this support and energy, there's no attachment to is this person good? Is this person bad? Is this dog injured? Is this dog, you know, do you know what I mean? Or did these dogs die? Because we really want to help the situation and not feed that situation. Because a lot of times what feeds something is the energy around it, right? So you get people like in mob mentalities, the the frenzy of that mob makes the mob even bigger, right? Because of that energy. But then also you, it's the same thing for peace. Like if people are peaceful and everybody starts becoming more peaceful and people start bringing things down and like, you know, when you're in a room for the people and if things start getting quiet and everything kind of starts pulling down, it's the same kind of thing. So 
be really aware when you're doing that because, of course, you're open, you're compassionate, and you feel compassion and empathy for these poor animals. Um, and in India, they are not treated very well. We have two teachers that are going there. Um, one of the teachers, Allison, has been going there for five, four or five years. And she has very good experiences as far as with the shelter that she's working with. But the cases they bring in are just beyond horrific. I mean, I think for us in the States, it's incomprehensible what these animals go through. So it's really important that when we're with these animals or we're even connecting to these animals, that we really bring ourselves back into that balanced space, no matter how bad it is that we just see everyone with our heart and our the light that they have and, and remember that connection. Because even the people that are doing this to the dogs, we're all connected, right? And the way we can help elevate that connection is by just being in that beautiful, balanced space of love, compassion, not only for them, but for ourselves too, right? And so really keeping that energy more balanced so that there's less worry or there's less anger and that we can really let go. Because when we do that, just like sitting in front of a shelter animal that's been abused, if we get angry, all we're doing is feeding that anger, right? And that's all the animal feels is the stress, the worry, the anger. They don't feel that beautiful, our intention to set this beautiful space. Because even though that might be our intention, that's really not what our energy is doing because we're caught up in the worry or we're caught up in the fear or we're caught up in the anger. So coming back to that space of just connecting with the earth, that stability, and really letting go of all emotion, either up or down, we really want to let that go. Because because as you're talking, I'm going, oh, my God, I'm getting sick, I'm getting stressed. And so then I have to stop and go, okay, I can't feed that because I don't want those animals to feel that. What I want to do is just bring it back down. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And so what my experience was, was, you know, then I'm like, okay, so I'm looking at Lucy and she's starting to pace. She's getting really uh-huh. anxious. Uh-huh. So I'm like, this is no good. <laughs> I'm like, and non-attachment had gone out the window completely. Um, but I thought it was a really good, uh, a, like, confirmation for me in a way because it was weird that I happened upon this photo and so I used it. And my practice is really, I don't read the paper. I don't have those things. And my daily meditation is just sending it to the world in general, sending it like I don't get into specifics because for me, I know that's like a boundary for me. It will stoke that fear. Like it's hard for me to stay in that loving space with a lot of the details. Um, So in a way, the experience was a good experience for me because it just confirmed that I cannot get a lot of details and still hold that, that loving bubble. Yeah. You know, yet. <laughs> right. So, and that's why um, sometimes it's good not to have any, like when you do a distance healing for someone, it's good not to have any information. Because then, mm-hmm. you know, our monkey minds don't attach to anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was interesting. I also did not like to see Lucy. I was really surprised that she started getting really anxious. So I didn't like that either. Yeah, and like that, what a great lesson, right? Because that is a perfect mirror. Like she's actually mirroring the the energy that you're creating, right? So if your energy was just calm and balanced and, you know, open, then she wouldn't start getting agitated, but but you're thinking about it. And so even though it's 
for us, it might not even feel like we're getting stressed because you know how that is. You don't even really know when you're that stressed, but your energy changes. And so for our animals, just that slight change in our energy can feel so shocking to them and, and so strong because that's how they communicate is through energy. And so it's really great and it says a lot about your practice that you were able to see that and understand where that was coming from. And that's what our practice brings to us, right, is that even when we maybe go off track, our animals, we can look at them and they can bring us back because it's like, oh, gosh, now I know where my energy is going. This this isn't good because it's a reminder, right, because they're going to mirror what's happening. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I actually could, you know, when the kids were younger, I could tell how the kids stayed where I would come in and look at the dog, <laughs> you know, see how she was. And she's kind of give me, you know, where they're at. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was a good lesson um, into knowing not to, I can't do very well with a lot of detail, you know. Yeah, right. No, and it's a good lesson for all of us because it reminds us that we really do have to be, that's why we have to practice, right? Because we can't bring that space back to us. Sometimes if we're not in our practice, if we're not practicing our meditations, things like what you experience can happen and then we just get too overwhelmed by it and we get so caught up in it and then we're just kind of lost. So, mm-hmm. but by doing our practice, we can remind ourselves, okay, I'm starting to feel this stressed energy. I'm going to bring myself back. Or if we don't feel it, we think we're doing just great, our animals will show us, ah, this is not working you need to become more grounded kind of thing. So that's really wonderful. Thank you for sharing that because that was a really good lesson for all of us, a good reminder that we really can't get caught up in that as you found out that it's just yeah. <laughs> it's like a see, right? It's overwhelming because if you look at that problem, that problem is so overwhelming. But if we can just stop and really help support that space like we all did with Rose and you know, even though probably the average person would say, oh, well, it, it was just coincidence or, you know, it had nothing, the Reiki had nothing to do with it. We all know that you can really shift things without doing anything, just getting everybody to be on the same page. And even a small group like we had with, you know, four or five ladies, it still had such a huge impact on the situation because literally within 24 hours, she was back and after we found out, after her little distress went out, within 24 hours, she was back at the mm-hmm. rescue where she was. So, you know, we have to remember that, that our, our thoughts are so powerful. And not like, you know, law of attraction, if you believe that or not, but our thoughts really are very powerful and they have a lot more weight than we give them credit. So that's why if we can have those beautiful, loving, supportive thoughts in that space that we're creating, they can be extremely powerful. So even mm-hmm. though that seems so daunting and overwhelming about the dogs in India, I know from when Allison was going to India, when she first went, she said it was like a war zone. They didn't even have like a very good structure for the animals. And you're getting animals with maggots, like live maggots on them. And she said at first she was so nauseous she couldn't handle it. But she said if you just, you really have to just stop yourself and and do your practice and ground yourself and go, okay, and not look at the maggots, look at the animal and see that animal for who they really are. And then she said you can get through it. And since that time, it's been like five or six years, 
the Tulsa, the sanctuary has rescued a lot of dogs, and you would be amazed, like, seeing, like, one of the dogs, half of his little head was gone. I mean, it was an open, raw wound. And to see him now, you wouldn't even, it's not even like the same dog. And they do a really wonderful job um, at Tulsa. But there are some rescues in India, so it's it's really great to just keep that thought that, yes, they are way behind, but there there are people that are doing things. There are animals that are being supportive, supported, and it's it's only changing. The fact that Reiki is in, in India right now at a shelter and that they're all practicing Reiki the Japanese way, it's a Sarah shelter, is really amazing. Kathleen and I honestly thought India would be the very last place we would probably be because of how they view animals. But lo and behold, we're there, and, you know, little by little that's going to change. So if we can all keep our thoughts on that mm. and positive, that that can make a huge, huge change in the world. But it's just right. baby steps, right? Not, I have to save all the dogs in India. <laughs> it's like crazy. But, well, thank you so much for sharing that. I should move on so we have lots of time. Um, Rhonda, would you like to share? Hi there. Hey, Hi. I, I don't have that much to, today, uh, okay. tonight. Um, but I did just want to mention that since I've been taking this course, the opportunities to practice Reiki have and some of them I think I'm just noticing, oh, this can I can use this here. But some of it is actually coming to me. And I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. They asked me to offer Reiki to her dog who seems to be experiencing pain. So I did it in his presence the first time and then three times afterward, not in his presence, because you had suggested to do that 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 mm-hmm. would be useful if you'd work more time. Right. And then uh, the, my very favorite dog in the whole world who's still living um, is nearing the end, a neighbor's dog. And she, uh, he mentioned that to me on Saturday. So I'm going to be offering a lot of rookie to, to Maddie. Um, but in, in, and again, in relation to what we talked about last not necessarily to Maddie, not necessarily to my friends, but to the situation because I can't know what's best. She right. maybe they right. can find a you know, a great drug and she'll live a lot longer. It's her hips, of course. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, here's the one thing and I have to be honest, that I have a vested interest in this one. And so I'm trying to be aware of that, but not letting it interfere because they've asked me to watch Maddie uh, for 10 days in October. Oh, wow. And I seriously do not want to be the one responsible for making that decision. And so my feeling is that at first, like, oh, please, let if, if this is going to happen, let's do it before I have to have her. But I have to just let that out of my mind because... Yeah. It's whatever happens, happens, and I have to have pure motives, and that wasn't pure. That was selfish. <laughs> and, and, well, it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but that's and, great you recognize that. That's, yeah, I, I, mean, I that's do, fantastic. but I, I still would prefer not to make that decision because she isn't my dog, even though I love her as if she were. 
uh, I, I really don't want to have to do that. But at any yeah, rate, you never I'm putting know. it out of my mind. Yeah, just support that situation. I mean, yeah. just send Reiki to it because you're being true to yourself. That doesn't feel comfortable. So you just, you know, send Reiki to the situation. Yeah, exactly. And something will happen. Yeah. You know? and, and maybe and so they'll realize that that's a lot to ask of you and they'll find it. Well, it kind of is. I do yeah. feel that way. Uh, yeah. But what she said was, oh, gee, I hope, uh, what, what did they say? I hope she lasts until we come back from Hawaii. <laughs> and and I said, well, you know, if it's going to happen, I hope it's not on my watch because it would be <laughs> devastating. So I was kind of taken aback, too. And I was honest yeah. with her how I felt about that. Um, but, you know. <laughs> Well, that, you don't know. No, I so do. Um, you, uh, it, but, you know, it's funny how things have a way of working out, and she has no idea yeah. what her dog wants to do. And if her dog, no. I mean, there's a good chance her dog might say goodbye before they go to Hawaii. Yes, uh, yes. You know, and I hope that she'll be at peace and know how much she's loved by so many people. Oh, gosh, yeah. just her, my neighbors, and I just adore her. And, and she's been so us to an um, Oh, you're breaking up a little, Rhonda. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's better. I have terrible Verizon. I know um, I have but, Verizon too. But. but here's, is this a little better? Yeah. That's no? Better. Yes, that, that's better. Okay. The, here's the only other question I have. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel that butterflies are meaningful? Uh, me personally, I don't know if I feel that they're meaningful. Of course, I love butterflies, okay. but I do know butterflies come to a lot of people in a lot of strange mm-hmm. situations that are like okay. meaningful. So, um, the butterfly, you know, it's transformative. Obviously, you go from a caterpillar to a butterfly, and there's the yeah. one beautiful thing hmm. I think that butterflies bring to us is, you know, it's really scary for us to go out and do things sometimes because it's like a black hole, right? You don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Like even going mm-hmm. to a shelter, it takes a lot of courage to do that because you rejection is hard and everything. But if you think about the caterpillar, it goes into a cocoon, into total blackness mm-hmm. and doesn't know what's going to happen and then becomes this beautiful butterfly. A lot of times that's exactly what happens. It's like you go into something and you go, okay, I'm just going to face this. I'm going to do it, which takes a lot of courage. And then you do it, and then on the other side, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I did that, and I'm so glad that happened. Or sometimes we go through hard transitions, like even losing a beloved animal Mm -hmm. is really hard. But then sometimes when that happens, they open the door for another animal that needs you to come through. And Hmm. so you can really see that, you know, even though there are really dark times sometimes, good things can come out of it. And I know that with animals especially, it seems like there's a lot of animals leaving recently. I know a lot of people who are losing their mm-hmm. pets um, or that there's a lot of animals on the end of, at the end of their life. And it's just always important for us to be in that space of it's, mm-hmm. it does seem really dark and it's really a sad time and it's a very hard time. But for them, they have given their life they've done whatever it is and now they're ready to move on and mm-hmm. you know it's really important for us to remember that so for me butterflies 
could represent that too. It's that kind of rebirth thing too. You know, mm-hmm. you're, okay. you're, it looks like you're dying, but there's a great book about that, about butterflies oh. are free, and it's about oh, caterpillars really? and about death. Yeah, and how the caterpillars are all climbing up this um, pole. It's old. It's from the '60s, I think. And then huh. at the top are butterflies, and they all kind of keep mumbling, "Butterflies are free. Butterflies mm-hmm. are free." And so it's a it's a great. Oh book my gosh! Transition. You mean like the movie? Uh, no, I don't know. I never <laughs> saw the movie, but there's a book. It it's a from movie. the '60s. It was like an animated yeah. book, and oh, it was all right. about that. But it's, but it's, it's again, you know, it's butterflies. That's what they represent for me. It's like right. more just change and evolution, and sometimes it's even like the passing of a pet. Like my boyfriend's family, their pet, mm-hmm. their dog is um, puppies. 18 years old, and she's an Australian Shepherd, which is really old for an Australian. She's getting yeah. at the end of her life, and that is going to be such mm-hmm. a hard thing because for 18 years to have your dog, it's like mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be very hard. But then, you know, when puppy goes, there may be a chance that Gail and Stan will adopt. A, mm-hmm. a dog really needs them. You know, our animals right. make room for other animals. Just like right. Emma in Maine, she lost Prudenta, was which was just the love of her life horse. But mm-hmm. now she has two horses that she rescued that really needed to be Aww. rescued and needed to be out yeah. of that situation. So yeah. important things for us to remember. But thank okay. you so much for sharing. I like that. Okay. okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Deb, do you want to share? Is Deb on the call? I think Deb is on the call. Oh, I am. Sorry. I just okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, I just couldn't get it off. Um. Yeah, I don't have much to share this week either. I think what when it comes to these teachings, I do love, um, and what I've been doing this last week is um, not just the Honda Session in, but doing all three. Uh-huh. So doing time with Chokere, then time with Seheki. I actually do this every day, and then time with Honda Session in, and I find by the time when you get to Honda Session in, the, the groundedness, and that openness is just so there because you've been practicing the other chants. It's so much more present, I suppose, and open. Mm. So I really like, I really like that. I don't have any animal stories again. I'm so sorry. Next That's week. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, hopefully next week. Um, obviously, after being away for a few days, will be fabulous and spending time with some animals will be just beautiful. So I'm looking forward to that. But so are yeah, you going just, this? Are you going this weekend? Yes, this coming weekend. Oh, great. So next Monday you can share with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm there. Oh, that'll be so nice. Thursday night. And then I have Friday all, all day meeting the animals myself. And then Saturday there's a whole bunch of children coming. So I'm not sure how how long they're there learning some vegan cooking. But hopefully I'll still get some time with the animals on Saturday. And then, um, and then Sunday I have to leave quite early. So I'm sort of getting a day and a half in total just um, getting to meet the animals. But um, but there might be a bit more time on the Saturday as well, depending on how long the children are there for. There might only be like a half day thing or something like that. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be really fun, though. It's really nice you have a whole day with the animals uh, yeah, by yourself think, to connect and yeah. really um, enjoy their them. space and energy. Exactly, yeah. And um yeah, so I've just been connecting back up there and it just feels lovely. It just feels like yeah, just the energy just feels lovely to connect to the I mean obviously I don't know exactly where they I haven't been to their property, but just imagining, you know, just connecting to the animals has been nice. So yeah. Yeah. I 
And I mean, even, you know, because it is kind of far for you, even if you go once or twice a year, like, you know, we go to care once a year, but even going back, this will be our eighth year, I think, when we go back again, it's like the animals know you, especially when you're connecting in that space. Like this is why we do Hon Shonen because of that connecting mm-hmm. space. So you're really feeling the animals. It'll be so interesting to hear like which animals like knew you in that, you know, energetic sense and what kind of responses you got. And and then when you go back again, you know, you're going to notice by connecting with them energetically when you go back, it's like, oh, you're like this old friend to them. Because yeah, they know exactly. you, and it's such a great lesson for us. But I can't wait to hear it because I think you're going to come back with some really interesting stories to share. Yeah, I'm having to work on myself to make sure I don't have expectations, like, you know, using all my Reiki tools because I also just I want to I know. It's it. hard, though. It's and hard so to hard have expectations. So <laughs> I know. And, and they're probably excited, you know, that you're coming. It's it's new and interesting, right? And they, they're yeah. probably getting excited because that connection you're making is so strong. And for humans to connect to them like that is probably pretty rare. Um, so that's probably very exciting too for them. They're like, oh, who is this person? And they're coming and this feels really good. And what does that mean? And so you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. That's really exciting. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to that. So um yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think it'll be interesting once I'm there. I might have in my head which animals I'm thinking I'm feeling a connection with, but once I'm there, which ones I feel drawn to or they sort of call me, that would be really, really interesting. I don't know if there's I, – I don't. they don't list all the animals that they have on the site. They, they're sort of open to a point, but because they also deal with, with children and troubled teens and stuff, um, they don't put a lot up on the site yeah. at the same time. I think there's either a, a horse or a donkey or something like that because I feel like there's I, I when I meditate I feel like someone's nuzzling my face like a horse would you know or a donkey would. Oh, nuzzle. interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just wondering if if that's there or if that's just my imagination. Of, or it could be a goat or a but, sheep. I mean, mm, sheep are really yeah. amazing. They're so intuitive. Oh, they're so open. Yeah. Sheep are just the most amazing little creatures. Um, yeah, so it'll be really interesting to hear yeah, how that. Be- goes yeah so thank you yeah thank you i'm so excited so uh let's see uh Lori, do you want to share yeah hi everyone um i'm struggling uh it's been a very difficult conversation actually for me because i had to say goodbye to ranger yesterday i am so sorry Lori. yeah and, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, well, funny, not funny, but this conversation, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Um, my husband and I went away for the first time in about a year since our wedding. Um, we went camping here locally, and I had my sister watch my boys, my boys, and, um, uh, you know, she kept me posted, of course, on everything, and we went in confidence that Ranger was holding his own. And um, on sa- Saturday, I was reading uh, all energy work and doing my homework and, and whatnot, and this butterfly, I took several pictures of it, and this butterfly would not leave me. It stuck with me nearly all day. Oh, and 
I mean, I was just like, okay, you know, to me, I would kind of go, okay, that's that's some, you know, that's a loved one in heaven, you know, visiting me. I don't know who it is, but I'm not going to try to overanalyze it or whatever. But it's interesting how this, how this conversation has um has come up tonight. And um, so when my sister said that, you know, Ranger really was, he wasn't eating like pizza crust, which he loves. And everything. I just figured, you know, he, he missed me, and, you know, he's sensitive and whatnot. But we packed up, you know, as early as we could, and came home, and and I just I looked at him, and and I and I knew, mm-hmm. and he was he was he was done. He, he had a fever. He had some chills, and I couldn't. I just I couldn't see him yeah. suffer, you know. No. Yeah. And um I talked to the vet and I had ideally wanted to have some things taken care of here at the house, but I just you know, I stuck with him and, and I, I ended up taking him to the vet and with my husband and my sister and it was the hardest thing ever. It's it's the hardest thing ever to do anyway, but to do Reiki <laughs> while you're yeah. you know. Um that was that was very tough. I mean, it wasn't my first time doing Reiki on, uh, on a dog that has, you know, is is, is crossing over. But um, God, Rangers just meant the world to me, and he was my Reiki boy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I think the chanting, which I did not do, you know, out loud because, right, it, you know, I didn't feel comfortable with that, but it it helped me stay as focused as possible. It, it was, you know, obviously a very difficult situation, and I I did, you know, I used the symbols. I, I, I felt the Reiki, you know, the the, um, the strength, and he he wanted hands-on, and, you know, I offered it both ways, and, then he, you know, he, he walked away at one point and came back for, for more, and he crossed over peacefully with Reiki, and I, the only thing that kept me together was the Reiki in, in, the, in the meditation, and as, as much as I possibly could, you know. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's all part, you know, right after that. <laughs> um, right. And you know, I, I kick myself for, oh gosh, I didn't cleanse afterwards, you know, and I you just got caught up in everything. Um, we did the best we can, but it sounds like you did everything but, possible for him. And you know, yeah. it, it, there, that's a hard. It's always a hard decision to make because we don't. You know what your pet wants. That's why I never criticize anybody who puts their dog down or doesn't put their dog down if they do. Um, you know, hospice care like what Gail does at Brighthaven. Because it's such a hard decision, and only you know what your animal really, truly wants. And and I know, like, my dog, I had a Sharpay, and he was so proud. And we put him down because he had this cancer that literally grew from nothing to a big, hard tumor in his on the top of his, um, uh, like, mouth within 10 days. And the doctor, wow. and he was starting to fall over, and the doctor oh. said he has... A, probably most likely a brain tumor because he was having all the symptoms of having a brain tumor. And she said we could do radiation. And he was such a proud dog that there was no way I was going to put him through any of that, which would only extend his life for like six months. So it's it's like we have to make these decisions. But, you know, you know, you know your animal, you know yeah. them. 
And I mean, well, I, I mean, I was so in tune to him, and um, I felt, you know, and um, you know, he was in my lap, and he was he was getting Reiki, and he went peacefully, and you know, I'm all the pieces pretty much, but. Um, I did do, you know, some of the homework. Um, I didn't do everything that I had planned, um, but I I did do some on my camping trip um, and with with Dookie and with the Panchasi's own children. And um, you know, I I just don't have the comparison, and and I'm gonna have you know need to practice on that. But it's just well, it's um, just so interesting that the butterfly we're having this yeah, conversation. I know. And it's, um, it's it's, it's yeah. so strange how this always works out too, because it's like we have this butterfly conversation, and then Emma in yeah. Mason in her homework, and she was saying how the Honshazation, and she realizes that she if she chants it silently to herself, she doesn't get caught up in negative energy of other people, like when people are like being negative around her. If she does the home transition, and it helps her oh. keep connected, but that without getting involved, just like we were saying, how we get carried away by our energy. So it's really funny to see how this all comes like full circle, right? It's it's like yeah. everything we talk about really is important. That's why these discussions are so important because they open us up to things that normally wouldn't come up, like you know, just right. the butterfly question, <laughs> and then now we hear that you were you know, being pestered by this butterfly all weekend. I, like, I can not believe this, this conversation went that way. I was like, I was thinking, oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, and this, and I took several pictures of it. It stayed on my foot. Uh, I was sitting, it just stayed with me for so long. I, I just couldn't believe it and um, wouldn't wouldn't leave. And I just, you know, you get thinking, oh, okay, who who is it? Are they trying to give, you know, Mm-hmm. Some sort of a message, or you know, it's it's comforting, but you know, you just don't know. You know, I try not to overanalyze it, but yeah, you know, exactly. I'm, that's analytical mind, but and then you know, I had no idea, you know, that when we got home, that things would would turn out the way they they did, and um, so I've got I've got. Uh, a lot of Reiki to to do to you know get me through this and get get well too. yeah and then and using that healing bridge because you know of course our animals are gone in their physical body which for us that's really hard because that's how we connect to our animals you know is through pet petting and touching but really our hearts are still connected you know he's still oh, yeah. in your heart and just whenever you're ready because it's hard and for connection when you're ready to to make that connection and just really feel how strong that is and how he's always going to be with you and how now you know he's out of his physical body that kept him down and he's this beautiful strong light that is connected to you I, I know he's with me and it just you know you feel that huge hole in your heart and that you know it's all it's all those firsts you know you First feeding one dog versus two. First coming right. home to one dog versus two, and you know just all those emotions and yeah, woo! It's it's been a time. Well, that void is very is felt. It's a it's a physical yeah. void. You know, it's it really is physical. It's, yeah, and that's hard to process. But, but you have your practice, and it sounds like you're doing really well. And considering that you know you were able to keep yourself 
somewhat together during a really hard time, one of the hardest yeah. things any of us yeah. had yeah. little funny part there was, is my, my sister is quite the skeptic about Reiki, and she just thinks, I'm, you know, this tree-hugging, which I am, um, you know, just whatever. And I mean, she, she we love each other, you know, we have a great relationship, but she just she just doesn't, you know, have much faith in, in things that she can't see or whatever. And so I was I was doing the Reiki and it was it was very strong with Ranger and she was sitting there and I just reached over to her leg, her bare leg, and she jumped. <laughs> she was like, Oh my God there's something wrong with you. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> and that's just my sister, you know, and I was I kinda giggled. And she's like, You're on fire <laughs> And uh, you know, it was kind of a giggle and I was just like, Well, see? You know, I said, It's energy. It's energy. It's it's you can do this too, you know, you get the training, you know, and she's like, Oh no, 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 no. But it was just like that one little thing where I could just kind of mess with my sister a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how, you know, I get that too, that heat, and it's really shocking. But I don't feel it. So then when you're offering a Reiki treatment and somebody will go, oh, my God, your hands are so hot. It's like, really? I don't feel it. Really? I don't feel yeah, I, 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 I feel it. It's, yeah. I mean, not, not all, but it, it's strong all the time, but it was very, very strong. And oh, I just yeah. I had to I had to mess with her a little bit and just kind of say, see, you know, this is this is this is real stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> so that's that's, so that's funny. my yeah my experience for this week. I don't have much to share in the in you know. That's okay. But, that was a lot to share, and we appreciate you sharing. And I'm so sorry again to hear about Ranger. And yeah, you know, I know we we're all thinking about you both, and we'll be we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough time. Definitely. Um, Mary, would you like to share? Oh, I'm sitting here boohooing. <laughs> I know, I know. It's this is never easy. Oh no, it sure is not. Uh, <clears throat> I tried. I've been trying to do the the chanting, and I have a hard time getting into that. You know, I'm. I've been tired this week, and I've been doing long-distance Reiki on a friend's daughter, and, of course, it's, after about five minutes, I'm falling asleep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and everybody around me seems to be really tired, so I don't I don't know what's with that. Yeah, uh, it's just, it might be that time, you know, there's something around you, that energy of, like, you know, it's good, always good to pay attention to that, too. It's like it may, you may need to do some self-healing and really just take a nice, long nap, you know, occasionally and, and regenerate yourself, you could be just kind of getting burned out. Uh, I probably am. Uh, I've only been up to the dog rescue once and almost got bit. She's going, oh, come on in the yard. Oh, They're no. fine. Oh, no, they weren't. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, yeah, she caught them. It was two large dogs. She caught hold of them before they could get too near me. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. She's going, oh, you know, no, they're fine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, they weren't. Yeah, it doesn't sound that scary. But the one she was worried about uh, when I was used to volunteer up there before, uh, I always got along with Ollie just fine. And uh, 
they had taken him, they tried one of these prison programs with him and something happened and he has not been the same since, but I don't have any problem with him. He's the one she was worried about. It was the other dog. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um there oh. there's a, there is uh, one there that I just do not want to actually there's a couple now that I don't want to be around and one was a rescued pit bull that she had been used very badly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really sad. But I'm still working on a sub- couple of different dogs down. One of the same. Still Molly with the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, how, uh, and how is that going with Molly? What is her you know, demeanor now? Um, well, she gets really excited when I first come, to, come in. And it takes her a while to settle down. And then she'll settle down, and then it'll be a noise. Then she's pawing at me again. It's like, no, 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 come on. And, you know, the poor thing, because she's on the floor like that, you know, they try to keep her clean, but she, I'm sorry, she just really reeks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, a lot uh, of the yeah. times the wheelchair dogs do, too, because they sweat where their little straps are and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes them especially stinky. Oh, yeah. And uh, But, uh, yeah, I've been working on a, uh, another one that they're trying to uh, – get him used to people and I the way he acts it look well I know somebody abused him but it looked like somebody was probably shaking his face and just staring right at him because he won't look you in the face. Aww. He'll kinda of glance and then he looks away. Yeah. So there's a couple of them I'm working on up there. Uh but I I need to try more with the chanting because whenever I start trying to do that it's like I don't know. I, it just doesn't feel Well, it doesn't sound like it's something that you resonate with. So a, a better way is you could either, if you don't want to chant, you can just say, Hon Shaze Shonen, Hon Shaze Shonen. You say the, and, the symbol yeah. three times or Chokure, 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 and then just kind of sit in that space. Or, you know, you draw the symbol. Like I would draw it on my leg sometimes at the shelter just to kind of ground myself. And, I, you know, I couldn't chant, so I just kind of, say the name silently, draw it on my leg once and say the name three times and then do it again, do it again. And then really help kind of, you know, it helps you get into that space because you're drawing, you're doing something tactile. But sometimes the the chanting, you know, doesn't resonate. And that's okay because you want to do what's going to work for you. You don't want to force like, oh, I don't feel really comfortable chanting, so... You know, I'm just not going to do anything. You want to find what's going to work or saying the precepts or doing the Joshin Kokyoho breathing and then bring in the uh, Toitsen Setsu or, or, um, or even doing like the healing bridge. You know, whatever you resonate with, that's what you should focus on and practice. And then when you practice that, then going to the next thing, like maybe doing the chanting, might become easier. So just get really comfortable with one of the meditations and do it and really get into that space with it. And then the others will come more natural because even studying with Franz, Franz will give you a meditation. And then when he feels you're ready, he'll give you the next meditation. And usually you're ready when you start to feel more comfortable with it. And then some of the meditations, like he gave me one one time, I just did not feel, it was like you with the chanting. I just didn't feel comfortable with it. And I should have, like he said, people love this meditation. I should have felt really good when I did it, but I just didn't. So he said, okay, don't worry about that. 
go onto this now. And so he gave me something different that was sort of the same as the one, but it was getting there in a different way. And then that one I really liked. So it's all about finding the way that you resonate with to get to that space. Don't worry that, you know, oh, I don't want to do the chanting and that means that I'm not going to get there. No, you're still going to get there. You're just going to use some other way of doing it. Even imagining that earth energy coming up, the sky energy coming down, mixing together and then, you know, creating that beautiful light that's within you to come out. That is still the honshazation and connection because it's your inner light and that's what the honshazation and means. It's your it is your true being. It is your true self, your true light and that's how you connect your world. So just Find the way that you resonate with, whatever your favorite meditation is, and then keep practicing that. Well, I do like the bridge, and I do use that. I always use the symbols anyway and, and bring down the light. I always, That's the first thing I do. And then I will use the, the symbols in between to, to redirect my, my – because every now and then my thoughts kind of wander off into a different right. and, and I use those to bring myself back. So, yeah, I always use the symbols. Yeah, and just and just always just you know, if if you really like that healing bridge then that's a great one for you to do with the dogs that you can't see or that, you know, it's not safe for you to go in with and see, then you would just send them distance Reiki. Or even when you're sitting with one dog, you can you know, your your energy goes everywhere. It's only our intention that keeps it narrow. So if you intend for your energy to go for all who need it you know, you could just set and center yourself for a minute and maybe picture each of the dogs. And then you can even say, and if there's any dogs, you know, that I didn't connect with that want to connect, you're open to that. So just making that acknowledgement, like, you know, seeing the one dog that tried to bite you, and you make that connection. And then you see Ollie and you make that connection. You know, and you just do that for a minute and then you sit with your dog. Your energy can go to all who need it. You don't have to be with that particular dog at that particular time because your energy is huge. Your energy is expansive. It's bigger than you could possibly imagine. So for you, you go sit with the animal that you're going to do a treatment with, but maybe your intention is your energy is there for all who need it. Well, it's funny because I'd gone outside to sit down on on the the balcony out there and and she's going, are you sure you don't mind? I said, no, 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 he's fine. And she let him in the big yard. And I called him up there. And and I actually think he was going to just lay down by the chair for a while, and then something happened. Somebody barked out there, and, of course, he had to go see. But it was funny because he, he was just standing there, and he was starting to lay down and relax. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway, he's always been one of my favorites, too, and maybe he knows that. Yeah, maybe yeah, and it's like, and it's hard too because they're they're brought into a situation where, well, you know, they're at a rescue and they don't get out that much. And of course, there's going to be distractions, but even through distractions, you creating that space, even though he might seem distracted, is still supportive, right? Because he feels right. safe. You're doing what you always do. He f- can feel free to wander in and out and do whatever it is he needs to do. But yeah. you're creating that beautiful, supportive space for him to be, you know, who he needs to be. And when you feel that connection, you know, that connection is real. He does feel connected to you. And, you know, and that's a really wonderful thing, especially from a rescue animal, because they have such a hard time trusting. Oh, yeah. Well, he's been there for, oh, my, probably four or five years now. Yeah. 
I don't I don't think he will ever be um adopted, but that's kind of my hope that he will settle down now enough that maybe maybe the Reiki will help help that happen, yeah. help him settle down. Because he's gotten worse as he got an older and, and if there's pups in the yard, he does not want a stranger out there. He will bite people. Yeah. Which was he's was really kind protected. of a new thing we had observed when I was there yeah. before. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's fine around me. And, and they said, well, he's bitten so-and-so and so-and-so. I was like, well, what were they doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, it's but you know, again, it goes back to that's a really beautiful. So you're telling me this and what I, what I feel is like, well, he trusts you and he feels safe around you and he feels secure around you. It doesn't mean that he's never going to bite you because maybe something will happen. But, you know, the experience that you have had is, you trust him, he trusts you, and it's this beautiful relationship. And again, that's like, those are the kind of lessons that are so invaluable to us because it just shows that how powerful that space is and how we don't even need to be with them every day for them to know us and trust us and right. feel supported by us. And um, But it's really great that you're there to give him, to offer Reiki and help support him and just remind him, you know, he has... Everybody loves him, and you know he doesn't have to bite people, and <laughs> you know just reassure him because it's a scary thing. Oh yeah, right? yeah, definitely. And you never know what's going to happen day to day, unfortunately, for poor rescue animals. No. So that's why that Reiki space is so important. Well, thank you so much for that. Gosh, ladies, I cannot believe it's class seven. I can't even talk about it because I'll get upset and. <laughs> start to cry, but it's so hard to believe that next week is our last week together. So think if you, there's anything you want to share next week, um, it's just kind of like do whatever meditation you resonate best with. And um, and then we'll do a close-up, and I'll tell you all about the benefits that Sarah has for you and what you can take advantage of. And, um, and I cannot believe it's our last class. It's so sad. And Thank you all so much for sharing, and uh, Lori, I'm so sorry to hear about Ranger, and I know that all of us are thinking about you and sending lots of love and support. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you all so much, and I will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Sorry about Ranger. Thank you. Thank you for everything. We are Reiki strong. <laughs> That's right. That is right. <laughs> it will get us through. <laughs> it will. Have a good night, everyone. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night.